Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get attacked by an angry shark Stuck up a mountain in the dark Pushed up the top of a big landmark Hit by lightning in your local park Caught in a downpour of acid rain Struck by a meteor or a train A proton beam passing through your brain Attacked by that angry shark again Hear how they survive Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case Hello, hi. (laughs) Welcome to Worst Case Scenario. Hello. Hi, Abby. My apologies, as I have my sound. Abby's late (laughs) and her sound is on her laptop. Uh, So professional. Sorry, it's just my sister texting, Welcome to Foster Cat Bella. Listen to the end of the podcast to understand what that means, if we haven't cut it. Okay, so let's put it on silent. I'm late today because I think I had the truest survival skill of all, Mm -hmm. kicking. Yeah. And that is a gut feeling. Mm. Yeah. I think I showed... I cannot wait for the emails. I can't wait for the emails in response to this. So, I leave the house. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm walking on down time, the street. On time, presumably. On time, leaving the house. Still a little bit late. Oh, okay, right. But like Good. an acceptable amount of late, mm-hmm. you know? What is the acceptable amount of late, Abby? I'd say five or ten minutes. Mm. Over the ten minute mark. Just to fill you in, we have this studio booked for a very specific amount of time. Uh, and we says have... the person who was half an hour late last week. Are you joking? She was, wasn't she? Half an hour late last yeah. week? yeah. It was the train's fault. Oh, but... it was the train's fault, yeah. <laughs> also, I was 20 minutes late, but okay. And okay. it was the train, but okay. okay. Go on. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so you I were was, late because... I was only late. I was late because oh, I was Oh, you were watching a documentary. I was watching a documentary. I found... <laughs> I've spent all week researching a story. Like, two hours before I have to leave, I find there's a first-person account yeah. of the story. So I was trying to watch it whilst, Nightmare. like, eating... And getting out the house. In the rush, obviously, I'm not paying major attention. Uh-huh. So then I'm, I'm speed walking down the road and I ring my dad because I can't be left with my own thoughts. Yep. So I ring him and just immediately, as if like the spirit of my parents entered me through the phone call, you know? Mm. The anxiety mm. of a 60-something-year-old man just entered me and I went, have I left the hob on, right? Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't think. I was like, I definitely would have turned it off, right? I, yeah. I was making soup. If you know soup, I would say it's actually the most at-risk food of leaving Hobom. Because you take it down to a low heat just, yeah. just before the end. And you can't really see a flame. 
Okay, so, I see. Yeah. So I was like, it's a high risk food, but like I'm sure I would have turned it off. Yeah. But also like I was distracted by the documentary because I was doing some very intense research for this very serious podcast that I take very seriously. Yeah. And um, for a story she's not she's not doing today. No, okay. not today. So just late for literally no reason. I didn't okay. know that. I didn't know. No, go on. Yeah, until go on. you said. You, you know, we agreed that I was going to do two today. I didn't know that. Also, mean? I'm going to a party later, so I won't have time to do it anyway. So I had to get it done. Okay. <laughs> Someone has a social occasion finally Woo. <laughs> finally something in the diary <laughs> Yay. okay anyway so i'm on the phone to my dad i'm like i think i've left the hob on yeah even my dad was like oh, what are the chances like, do you need to go i was like and i was like you know what no better safe than sorry it's a survival podcast after all they'll understand go home hmm. go in no flame i'm like oh, for fuck's sake and then i look at the little things and it is it's turned right down it was on yeah turn it off and now Every time I think maybe the hob's on, I'm going to have to check. And I think that's happened for me about 30 years too early in my life. I think the most important thing to take from this is when you take your soup off, turn the hob off. It's just not that simple. Julia. I think. Well, right in. If you have left the hob on, when maybe Everybody soup, has. Everybody has. No one's questioning the food choice. Like I, this is. I just, my theory is soup is higher risk. Okay, yeah. Anything on a low heat is a high risk. I agree with you there. Yeah, I guess I'll have chocolate as well. Yeah. Maybe what you need is just a little post-it above the your cooker, next to your cooker, on a cabinet somewhere that says, Abby, have you turned the hob off? I think I need So you don't have to leave the house, be talking to your dad in order to have that epiphany. Yeah. But this is what I mean. This is my life now. It's going to add on, like... Two, three minutes. Every time I leave the house, I'm going to have to stop at the front door, go back, check the hob. My life's over. Well, the podcast have, is over. I'll have great We're not going to get, not get any you know more I mean? episodes recorded. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um. <laughs> um, but anyway, we've both, both, we've both uh, picked out the same news story this week. Yes. Shall we talk about it? We did see the same news story. Uh, Kim Kardashian, lifesaver. Not only is she getting people Lawyer, out of prison. mum. Yeah. Model, reality TV star, ex-wife of mad rapper. Like it's she can do it all. She can do it all, and now she's saving lives. And now she's making life-saving equipment. Life-saving equipment. Yeah. Her Skims underwear. Yeah. Saved a woman's life. Yeah. She got shot four times, and the the underwear was so tight and restrictive. Yeah. Holding all of those body insecurities. Tightly in. in that'll save you <laughs> that it that it's the bleeding like a tourniquet <laughs> yeah add that to you see it's confused it's a it's a confusing kind of promotion because on on one side it is saying like it'll save your life yeah right mm. but like it is also saying that it is too tight and probably incredibly uncomfortable no yeah i mean is that Yes, I agree. Is it too tight? Well, I mean, she was wearing it. And in the article I read, it didn't say, you know what, this was in, this was uncomfortable and tight, but thank God I was wearing it. Yeah, but like, I feel, seem... I feel like a woman is never in an interview like, oh, my bra was tight and uncomfortable. I mean, but anything... Like, it doesn't mean it's not. And we'd all like to be wearing pyjamas 24-7, let's be honest. But yeah. like, anything that is compressing your body to that extent yeah has got to be in some way uncomfortable for sure um but thank god she was 
Well, yeah. And uh, do you know what I say? Let's get rid of uh, bulletproof vests. Well, I was about to say, let's, I, I want to see every police officer Let's kit the police out in skims, yeah. But she's She's got an opportunity for a whole campaign. Oh my God. Make them the everyman. Exactly. They can afford... To be fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the country's not saving money by being sponsored by skims, I'll be honest. No. That's I pricey. I don't think that helps with like don't fund the police. I think mm. we'd have to put a lot more funding We're into the police. We're refunding the police, yeah. To put them in skims. Yeah, but man, do they look good. But maybe just like the army. Can we, even though it's not like in do a story, camo. put skims in our survival toolkit? Or are we not allowed? I think, let's wait for... Let's we could we could die. wait to learn more. What if we about... die next week and Skims wasn't in the survival toolkit? I mean, we've got. We've what got if ducks I get tape? shot tonight? You get shot tonight. Yeah. At your thirtieth birthday party. Uh, not mine. Don't put that. Don't, <laughs> don't put those two. Oh words no, together. we we know you're thirty-one. Sorry. <laughs> My mistake. My mistake. Right. Let's get on with it. Okay. I've got a story for you. <laughs> This is quite a big one. Like, I imagine you probably know this one. Oh, okay. You've probably heard of this one before. I thought you meant it's... big as in, like, to research. And I... Oh, yeah. I, I was am... like, good one to take on the week. You have to do two. But also, I'm scratching the surface with this. Oh, okay. Like, there are so many other podcasts out there with much more detailed... Right. So, stop this now. Yeah, go find one of those. go find another one. This... This will be the worst coverage of this story. Hey, now. I've put my own spin on it. All right? It's good. This is good stuff. You're in for good... You're in for a treat. But if you want... Neil's head is already in his hands. If you want... Uh, if you want facts and, like, details... <laughs> right. Not Go here. elsewhere. Right. Go so, elsewhere. what are you bringing? Just, like... The musical version? Pizzazz okay. is what I'm bringing. It's one of those stories that has really, like, stuck with me ever since I heard it and I've been wanting to do it on here. So, on the 5th of August, 2009, 26-year-old newlywed Dahlia DiPolito heads to the gym at 6am, leaving her husband of six months, Mike DiPolito, in bed. Okay. Normally, uh, he would have joined her, but he is currently recovering from liposuction surgery. So he is bed-bound. Halfway through Dahlia's workout, she is contacted by police asking her to return home as quickly as possible. Not a call you want to get oh, no. when you're in the gym. Oh, or anywhere. I was I was immediately like, well, the woman's in trouble. <gasps> Bad me. Mm. Bad. Yeah. Men can be in trouble too. Check yourself. Yeah. To be fair, not most all of men. These, not most of these stories. When the police call, it is you say woman goes anywhere. I'm like, well, she's dead. Yeah, exactly. Well, this time, no, you're wrong. On arriving back, she sees yellow crime tape wrapped around her house. <gasps> the door was wide open and covered with fingerprint dust. And police officers are gathered on the street out the front. Dahlia approaches the officers, and the detective in charge wastes no time in telling her that there has been a break-in and her husband, Mike, has been shot and killed. But this is a survival story. Dahlia immediately breaks down, (laughs) grabbing onto the arms of the detective, begging to go and see her husband. The whole exchange is captured on film by the reality TV show... Cops. Shut up. Bad boys, bad boys. Oh, cops. What you gonna do? For a what second, gonna... I thought you were gonna be like, then Ashton Kutcher came out. Oh my God, I was imagine, like, yeah. you've been <laughs> That's where I thought it was going. No. Oh, it's on Cops. So Cops, do you remember Cops? No, of course I don't. Cops, oh my God, Cops was amazing. Cops was like true crime podcast before podcasts were a thing. It was just a camera crew that followed round a, 
uh, like towns police yeah and they, then, they still do those kind of things they, they still do they? Yeah, yeah yeah cops was huge though it okay. was like the show and the theme tune was bad boys bad boys it was very it's <laughs> iconic it's absolutely iconic sounds like a very serious show uh, yeah, really. It it like it's funny because probably now watching it, it's probably like quite. I, I, I wonder if it stood up, if it stood the test of time. It'd be interesting to see. Just to say, it's still going. It's still going. Apparently, it's still going. Well, let's watch it right now. Fuck your story. Oh my god, I know what I'm doing when I get home. That's incredible. That must be that's that's a long running show. Okay. So the so the cameras for cops are capturing the whole thing. They see this poor woman being told her husband has just been killed are you allowed to capture that as long as you sign the waiver you can capture whatever you like but i feel like she won't right Mm. she'll be like blur my face out maybe well i'll let you i'll let you know so okay so that's that's the uh the climax of the story let's go back and learn more about mike and dahlia's origin story okay so dahlia is from a close-knit religious family she grew up in New York until she was 13 when they moved to middle-class Boynton Beach in your favourite place. Florida. Florida. Yes. It's a Florida story. <laughs> After uni, she becomes a real estate agent. Uh-huh. But because we don't say real estate agent, I just read that. She becomes a real estate, estate agent. agent. <laughs> a real life estate agent. Um, but she also works as an escort on a website, www.eros.com. Dot com. And Mike DiPolito stumbles across Eros.com uh, and arranges a date with Dahlia. Uh, they have instant chemistry and after the first night, it's no longer a financial arrangement. They just wow. fully start dating. The problem is, Mike is also married at the time. Good. So Mike. Mike has an interesting past. Uh, he's a bit of a wheeler-dealer entrepreneur type. Uh, he gets in trouble for defrauding people. So he was part of this scheme that was like cold calling people and selling them gold and foreign currencies, but ultimately they were just stealing people's money. Uh, He's arrested and sentenced to two years in prison and then 28 years probation. He ended up only serving seven months in prison, but he still has to do the 28 years probation and is ordered to pay back $191,000 in restitution to his victims. And this is to be paid in monthly installments over the 28 years, which is why it's such a long probation period. The conditions of his bail are very strict. He has to meet with his parole officer once a month to give details about where he's living, what car he's driving, where he's working and how much money he's making so that they can amend the uh, payments. His car could be searched at any time, um, and he isn't allowed to move without permission from the court. At uh, all? At all. No, just has to sit in the no, corner? No, move house. He can't move house. <laughs> he can move rooms. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now he's out of prison, though. He's, he's on the straight and narrow. He's five years out of prison. He's got, um, he started a new company called Mad Media, which is so early 2000s, I can't bear it. Um, <laughs> he's selling ad banners and search engine optimization services to direct traffic to clients' websites. So they pay him so that... Whoa, had yeah. his time. Yeah. Wait, when is this? 2009? Okay, maybe not so ahead of his time. Yeah. Just kind of bang on time. Bang on time. He's bang on time. Uh, and he's so he's doing well. He's earning decent money. Mm-hmm. So him and Dahlia are a whirlwind. They they're like mad for each other 
and he divorces his wife. And on the same day the divorce is finalized, he withdraws $238,000 in cash and buys a townhouse at the Renaissance Commons, which is just like a place in Florida. As the real estate agent for Mike, Dahlia also manages oh. to wangle a commission for the house purchase. That shouldn't be allowed. So she, yeah. That's not legal. <laughs> it's it? a bit dodged, isn't it? That's... I guess so. I mean, she's got... She's got the license. She can do the work, I guess. And better that the commission goes to her than a stranger, maybe. Yeah, of course. Duh. Yeah. But, like, can you get give yourself your own discount? I think... Or is she like, I've never met the guy? I don't... I guess there's nothing... Well, there's, I don't think there's anything illegal about it. If you're a real estate agent mm, and you know the, uh, the ins and outs. Sounds dodgy. It does sound dodgy, doesn't it? But I don't think it is. I, I think I think okay. it's okay. I think it's just like... Just perks. Yeah, just perks, exactly. Um, okay, five days later, Mike and Dahlia are married. So they buy the house. Quickie marriage. They talk about travelling, but due to the heavy restrictions made by Mike's probation, that seems just like a pipe dream. Um, as we know, he has to alert them before yes, moving. Yes, he can't do that. He can't do that. Uh, there is one way he could do it though and oh. that is if he gets off probation early um, by paying back the $191,000 that he owes oh, in so restitution he could, he could pay it in bulk so he could pay it off <gasps> so he's pretended to die well sorry I'm trying to guess where this story's Dahlia. going <laughs> so Dahlia says if he can find $100,000 she will kick in the other 91000 and they can pay it off and then they're free to go wherever oh, they okay. like. But, so this is, if you want the real insight, there's so much back and forth that, I'll, I'll be honest, I lost track of and I had to listen to the same podcast over and over again and read some really, truly boring <coughs> facts online about it. Um, but if you want that, go elsewhere. There's a really good case file episode about this, which really goes into the financial... Uh, back and forth but the crux of the matter is that the money never gets paid it has to make its way to a lawyer who's sort of brokering the deal with the police about paying back the money it never makes it to the lawyer it's all a bit dodge a third party gets involved it's it's dull okay so back to the day of the murder dahlia is brought to the police station so it is a murder it's a murder. I'm so confused. Dahlia is brought to the police station to ask her about the days leading up to Mike's murder and who she thinks might have a motive. Like, who did he know? Did he have any issues with people? Um, she is desperate to see him. Like, she really wants to see him, but they won't let her because it's like, he was shot. It's a bad... It's, a, it's like, not a good... But they have the body. They have the body. So they ask her about his criminal history and she tells them all about it and how he still owes 191000 in restitution. She tells them he was about to get off probation early after paying back all the restitution and maybe the victims didn't like that, potentially. Mm-hmm. She also reveals that he has to stick to a very rigid schedule every day in order to ensure that he stays sober. So every day he wakes up early, he goes to the gym and then Starbucks. He then goes to an AA meeting and then goes to work um, because he used to be addicted to crack and he also sold crack for a bit. Um, And so, but he's doing, you know, everything he can to sort of stay sober and do the right thing. 
uh, with this new information, the detectives go back and check with the other officers to see whether or not the house was also burgled, whether it was like a burglary that went wrong. Of course. They then bring a man in handcuffs who was found near the property around the time of the murder and asks if she recognises him at all. She looks him up and down and shakes her head. She's never seen him before. He's walked out of the room. Detectives give her all the graphic details of her husband's death and Dahlia is devastated. She explains that he's on parole and he's pissed off a lot of people and he owes money to all these people, um, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't even open the door to someone he didn't know. The police then bring another person to the doorway of the interrogation room. Sorry, they just keep bringing these guys in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like in the same room. Yeah. She's like Couldn't distraught. be bothered with a lineup. Just yeah, it's just CBA. easier. She, well, she's in. She's here. She's so here. Might as well in. just bring him in. Yeah, exactly. Is he handcuffed? Is, this just, one isn't. This one is free roaming. This one is not handcuffed. Meet my friend. I don't feel like they're doing that for how they're meant to do it. Do you think? Okay, interesting. That's, that's interesting Why are you, that you doing that. this to me? This so. this story is so... What's going on? Well, the person in the doorway is the last person Dahlia is expecting to see because the person in the doorway is Mike, her husband. Fuck off. Alive and well. I knew he wasn't completely dead. Completely unharmed. Dahlia is then arrested for solicitation for murder... <gasps> yeah. ...of her husband of six months, Mike DiPolito. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The plot to kill him. Okay, Dahlia has a friends with benefits situation with a convenience store owner and wannabe actor, Mohammed Shahada. 
Dahlia tells Mohammed that Mike is emotionally abusive and explains that divorce would never be enough to be rid of him. She enlists Mohammed uh, to help carry out the plan, but Mohammed knows if Mike is killed, the police will come straight to him. Because obviously they'll look at her phone and be like, mm-hmm. oh, you were having an affair. Yeah, yeah. So let's go to that guy. He tells her they need a hitman, someone who can't be traced back to either of them. So she goes down to this place that's like notorious for where gangs hang out. And she basically just announces very loudly that she's looking for someone to murder her husband. Uh-huh. A couple of gang members like come over yeah, and say, yeah, let's, let's do it. Mohammed knows these guys. And then they, again, there is more to that side of it, but we don't have time to go into it. But it's the, basically the gang members are interested. And then they ask for Mohammed's advice. And he says, She's already talking to the police about how he's abusive, so it's messy. Like, I'd give it a swerve if I were you. Oh, Mohammed himself? Yeah, Mohammed says that to the gang members who have asked him what, whether it's a good idea or not to go through with the hit. Right, but Mohammed is pro-killing him. Well, he's pro-Dahlia. He's, like, pro... But, but he's not pro this plan. I, I No, he's not pro this plan. Okay. Because whilst Dahlia is off telling... Everybody, it would seem, that she wants her husband murdered. Mohammed goes to the police. But he doesn't know her last name since she's got married. He doesn't know her last name or where she lives. So the police are like, this sounds like bullshit. But then obviously what? they're like, oh God, also potentially a man's life is at risk. Yeah, yeah. So Let's shit. not just say he's making it up. Yeah. So what the police do is they set up a good old-fashioned sting operation. Wow. They wire up Mohammed and put a camera in the back of his car he arranges to meet Dahlia under the um, guise that, like, he's found somebody to do the hit. And so they have to meet, and he's going to, like, explain to her what's going to happen. This is seeming familiar now. Yeah. So there's very famous footage of this yeah. uh, interaction in the car. So um, Dahlia gets in the car and then very quickly spills the beans with very little prodding from... Uh, mm. from Mohammed. Well, she was planning she, it with him already. Yeah, she goes straight Slash into it. There's, anyway. But there's no like, hey, how was your day? It's like straight to it. Okay. Let's kill a him. productive there's, lady. Yeah, there's no, um, no small That's talk. like how I text. Mm, straight to it. Just like always like I'm mad. Yeah. So they talk through the logistics. Um, he says the hitman might instruct you to instruct you to go out of town when the murder takes place. And she's like, I'm not going out of town. No, like, that she has suspicious. all these demands. Uh, I think she just doesn't, she oh, just can't be asked. she's just like, this is where my hair place is. Exactly. She's like, I'm going to go about my daily business and you can fit this murder around it as you will. Yeah, you can. this can go around me. Then Mohammed is like, is his mum not going to get suspicious of you or anything? Like, he's trying to mitigate problems. And mm. then she comes back with, why me? Like, do you know what fucking killing someone is? Nobody is going to be able to point a finger at me. She's very confident. So when she's meeting Mohammed, she also brought a she brought with her one thousand two hundred dollars in cash for Mohammed to pass on to the hitman so that he can buy the gun. Um, and then he hand, she hands over two pictures of Mike so he knows exactly who the target is. And then she shouts at Mohammed like, "Make sure you wipe the fingerprints uh, off the pictures." It's like she's thinking about everything. This is crazy. Um, I can't believe this is on telly. Are you reading about the story that I am no, telling you? No, no, I'm you? just looking at pictures. <laughs> but I'm just like, how much so was all this Mohammed coming to the police also on cops? No. Oh, okay. Just just the capture. 
Just the sting, yeah. Just the sting. Yeah. So police decide um, her handing over the money is good, but it's not quite enough for a conviction. So they arrange a meeting with the hitman. And the hitman is played by Widdy Jean, who is a detective with the Boynton police, posing as their hitman. They rig up his car with cameras and mics, uh, and then they do the same thing again. They Mm -hmm. arrange a meeting with Dahlia. She gets in and immediately starts discussing the hit. Um, Detective Woody makes it crystal clear after this meeting there is no going back. Um, So he's like, are you absolutely sure you want your husband dead? Because once you get out of this car, it's a done deal. He's dead. And Dahlia replies, this is a very famous response. Um, I'm a- Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on a par with no, Houston, I have a problem. Um, I'm positive. I'm like 5,000% sure. And that will really seal her fate later. So they go over the plan. She will go to the gym. He'll enter the house, put two shots in the back of Mike's head. And when she gets back, she's going to find her husband dead. Okay. Right, so Dahlia hadn't jumped straight to murder. Um, Her original plan was to get Mike arrested, breaking the conditions of his probation and sending him back to prison. Um, And months before the murder, Mike was stopped by police who'd been tipped off that he was selling drugs out of his truck. Um, The police searched the car, uh, the truck, and find a bag full of pills and cocaine Mike immediately, like, he breaks down in tears and insists that they aren't his. Mm-hmm. And it must, they must have been planted by his ex-wife. Fortunately for Mike, the police believe him and release him without charge. Uh, the police uh, said he looked as surprised to see them as we were. When Mohammed told police about Dahlia's plot, he also said this wasn't the first time she'd tried to kill him. So... Her plan was originally just to send him to prison. Mm-hmm. But then she's told Mohammed that only death will do. Yeah, so that didn't work. Getting him but she was okay put back with into prison. prison. Yeah, she just wanted... She just wanted him gone. She wanted him gone and access to his house and his money. Which right. is why they got married so quickly. Right. So that she's entitled to everything. So if he went to prison, she'd get all that. Mm-hmm. The same as if he died. Yeah, essentially. Okay. Well, she'd get, yeah, she'd definitely get the house. I'd try that just maybe one more time. Well, she did it, he was stopped twice. Okay. Um, and randomly searched after a tip-off uh, to wow, police. Wow, that really yeah. is mad that they just let him go. Yeah, one time they didn't find anything, and oh. then Mike did find what had been planted, right. and the second time was when he, or maybe this was the first time. Um, that is when he cried. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? So he gets, so Mohammed is telling them everything and he reveals that she herself had tried to kill him. She tried to spike his iced tea with antifreeze. That's how you'd do it. That is how I would do it. Do That's exactly how I would do it. About how she'd kill someone if she had to. I do. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's antifreeze. It is antifreeze. Why? Because it's tasteless and odorless and rarely caught in an autopsy. Thank you. <laughs> Neil's terrified. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we talk about. <laughs> it's good to know. It's just good to have in your back pocket. It is good to have in your back pocket. You definitely can't do it now because no, everybody know. knows that's how you want to do it. I'll think of another one. Really, I could frame you quite easily. Mm. No, mm. I can't. That's on the podcast too. Yeah. <laughs> what would be your second choice after um, antifreeze? Maybe the big walk. The big walk and the old push off the big cliff. Really? Yeah. The big walk. Because you wouldn't expect it. 
from me. Especially if right, I'm murdering. I'm quite small. It's quite difficult for you to push anyone over. Yeah. You'd be better off going behind them and letting them just step backwards. Yeah, 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 trip. that's probably how I do it. I do the, like, oh, let's take a picture of you here. Oh, back a bit, back a bit, and then they're off. Oh, you'd do that? Yeah. This feels like how you're going to kill me. That is a, That would be that a good sounds, way of getting that you. That sounded targeted. That, I mean, <laughs> you asked me just off you the top of my head. You didn't even have to tell me to take a picture. Um, I'd be asking you to take a picture. Exactly, yeah. It's a perfect crime. And everybody would believe me. No, she insisted that I take a picture of her. She absolutely that, yeah. insisted. Well, I'm never asking you for a photo again. Oh, good. This has worked out perfectly for me. <laughs> Fantastic. Where are we? Oh, antifreeze. So she's bought him an iced tea from Starbucks. Not sponsored. Um, and she's tipped oh, a bit of antifreeze in it. T- Why did I think all iced teas were alcoholic? Long Island iced tea. Yeah. You're thinking of. I thought that was the only kind of iced tea. <laughs> that says a lot about you. <laughs> no. Like, I've turned down a lot of iced tea. I think teas. the normal iced tea is just. Really? Yeah. So what is iced that just a tea with thing. ice in? Yeah. My- sometimes it's fruity. Sometimes it's like, um, you know how they have tea in America where it's like, they have it like chamomile but with some lemon. It's like, ugh, that's not tea. That sounds gross. My mind's blown. Iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was just a cocktail. Wow, okay. Learning, learning lots There today. you go. Wow, it, I am baffled. Every week I am baffled by what you don't know. <laughs> so, Dahlia has spiked Mike's tea with antifreeze. The police then ask Mike if there was ever an incident with iced tea, and he went, oh, yeah. Wait, she, so how do they know she did this? Because Maha- she told Mohammed, Mohammed told police. And the police were like, have you ever, was there anything any time? Yeah, with, ever taste funny? And he went, yes, actually. It had no alcohol in it. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get drunk at all. Yeah. Um, he said, she bought me back an iced tea from Starbucks once and I took one sip and spat it out because it tasted like petrol. Ugh. She got the wrong type. You've got to get a very specific type that doesn't have a taste. Yeah, you said it was tasteless. Um, after that one sip, he dumb, was, he was ill. Sorry. She must have overloaded this iced tea because he had one sip which he spat out and he was ill for two weeks after that. Uh, but because it was around the time, he, did, he hadn't connected it to the iced tea because it was around the time he had his liposuction surgery. Right. So he thought it was like a bad reaction to just surgery. Well, and surgery. also he spat it out so you wouldn't think. Exactly. So it must have been like really... Yeah. A lot. The percentage would have been high. Dahlia denies ever poisoning Mike, just for the record. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Dahlia's in jail. From jail, she calls Mike, begging him for help uh, with Sorry, getting... Sorry, may, it may be my fault for interrupting. Go on. But have I missed when she actually got arrested? So she got arrested. Oh, God, The minute yeah, Mike course. appears, they're like... Of course, so all of this You're arrested. Secret, secret, secret. Secret, secret, secret. So, but they didn't really need to do the whole faking his... Like, they already had all the evidence from all those secrets. But they... Don't, well, no, because they needed her saying it. So they needed footage of her arranging the hit. They needed her paying for the gun. Yeah. But they didn't. They couldn't just take Mohammed's word for it because it's one. No, but once they've got all those recordings of her in the car with the police. Yeah, they probably car, didn't need to parade Mike in front of him. They didn't need to do the whole. But that's just a nice little uh, <laughs> of like a fake crime scene, yeah. and then they really went. Full, but the footage is good stuff. Full it is good. Yeah. I think a TV producer intervened. Was like, you know what? We'll pay for the fake crime scene. Well, it's take. funny you should say that because the the minute. Dahlia was arrested. 
the footage of her being told that Mike um, was dead. In, like they, the police release that video for literally no reason, and it immediately goes viral. Right, and that's why it doesn't have to be blurred or anything. Uh-huh. Well, also, it Actually, doesn't have to be blurred. No, it st- they still need to get her permission. So what they did was, when she came into the police station, all the interviews are recorded, and they said, we need you to sign this because the interviews are recorded. Um, and then she actually initially does say, I don't want it to be recorded. And they're like, it's protocol. Like, we have to record it, and we need you to sign <laughs> away. kind of fucked up. And what she was actually signing is the waiver for cops. That's not okay. It's though. not okay. That's not okay. It's not. I know she's but thank like God an she attempted did. murderer, but that yeah. is not okay. Thank God she did because we've got some phenomenal. This feels footage. like one of those like, have you watched White Bear, Black Mirror? Mm. You know when like the walls just fall away and it's, a, and an then it's like an audience yeah. and they're like, woo! It does whiff of that, doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's begging Mike to help her get a lawyer. Which is so rich. It's uh, like calling up the victim and saying, hey, can you help me get a lawyer to get off this? Yeah, also just too late. Yeah. too late. She professes her innocence and tries to reassure him that she still loves him. She would never have tried to kill him. This is all a misunderstanding. Um, And so what had happened was when there was this whole... It's a shame she did commit a crime because the acting skills... Oh, I feel like she's giving. Hold on. Oh, is it bad? Wait till you see the video. Oh, so is she, it bad? She, when she's told that he's dead, she starts crying before the detective has finished his sentence. Oh, no. Like, it is the worst acting I've Don't ever seen. It. It's terrible. You've got... you Acting is reacting. Exactly. She was not Meisnering it at all. That's... Okay. Because yeah. I was like, she would have really impressed these TV producers. Mm-hmm. Could have had a whole other career. Yeah. No, okay. No. No, no. no. Uh, so when they I really were, really want to watch it now. Okay, it's really I'll good. Wait, I'll wait. When they were arranging, if you cast your mind back to, they're frustrated that they can't move anywhere and they want to go traveling, and so they decide to pay off the restitution early. Mm-hmm. So when all of that is happening, um, Dahlia suggests that they sign that Mike sign over his house to her, so that it looks like he has less money i guess and for whatever reason and he does it he signs it over to her so his house is in her name but in florida there's some rule where uh, even if it's signed over to somebody else if she wants to resell it, it he has to give permission okay. so he does have some hold yeah. over it but it's essentially it's in her name so mike says if you sign over the townhouse back to me i'll help you i'll get you a lawyer i'll do what you like why would he do that because he wants his house back right um she says nah you're all right and then he goes he replies i just offered to help you and you have the balls to say no to me you just said fuck you which is ridiculous considering what happened today which is today i Still think same day. it's the same day yeah which i think is totally fair wow so while dahlia was being interviewed police searched her car and found a prada bag with seven thousand five hundred dollars worth of jewelry her $26,000 engagement ring um which and so that she she kept it basically everything of like worth that she owned was in her car uh, and they figured out it was to keep it nice and safe because she didn't want it being taken in the fake robbery so if that's not sus I don't know what it is um after Dahlia is arrested oh I've told you that it goes viral 
Okay, so now we're into the trial. This is where it gets hot. I Ooh. love a trial. American trials are incredible. They're, the theater of it is so good. What's because they're allowed cameras? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, UK Whereas trials. we have to deal with just drawings. But when you see, like, when you see, like, an ITV drama that's set in a courtroom, it is dry. Like, yeah. I love a courtroom drama, don't get me wrong, but there is definitely... America do it so much better. Like, we're wearing the silly wigs. We've got to be very proper. It's all, like, you, you know. But in America, they're like, yee-haw! And then they just really go for it, don't they? They're do like, they? Yeah, they do. Yee-haw! Is that they get so emotive. Yeah, 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 that's a direct quote. Oh, my God, have you watched um, The Lincoln Lawyer? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. It's just a little recommendation. Is it good? Netflix. It's um, an American courtroom. Oh, great. Drama. I'm, I'm all over it. Okay, anyway, so we're at the trial. The trial prosecutor says, I've never had a case as a prosecutor that was so strong uh, because obviously everything mm-hmm. is on tape. So she is confident. Mike takes the stand and the obvious move for the defense is to try and use his shady past against him and support Dahlia's claim that he's just hungry for reality TV fame. Um, so, what, so basically her defense is mm. that this was all a hoax and that they were putting a tape together to put out on YouTube in the hopes that they would get some acting work off the back of it for or that they would get a reality TV show out of it. So she's saying that her and Mike are in on it That Mike was in on it, yes, exactly. And Mohammed, even though Mike's like, I've never met Mohammed in my life. And there's no evidence. And when she was interrogated, she never once mentions that this... She's not like, whoa, 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 guys. This is all a... He's on on it. Ask him. He's in on it too. She never... She just says, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Right. So it's just like a clutching at straws defense, I think. Um, But Mike (laughs) on the stand is incredible. He's so likable. Um... It really fucks their whole plan to like use his dodgy past against him. Uh, the he like he immediately holds his hands up and says, "I'm a convicted felon. I go to probation every month to report. I try and hold my head up as high as I can." Uh, but the defense is really like he's like a dog with a bone. He keeps mentioning that Mike is on probation, and finally Mike responds, "You're like a parrot," and the defense attorney says, "A parrot," and he goes, "Yeah." did you do that on probation? Were you on probation then? Did you do this on probation? And then he goes, I'm just having some fun with you uh, to the defense attorney. Wow. The jury laugh. He's got them laughing. Okay, that's always good. It's a big hit. This is how he got away with the cops thinking drugs might be in his car. He is a suave guy. Like he is very, he's funny about it. But obviously, because it's like, it's a ridiculous situation. Well, and also they they have the confidence of all the evidence. Yeah, exactly. They're quite relaxed. Um, so the defense lawyer responds, you're having fun with me? And he goes, yeah. And then the defense lawyer says, let me ask you, is this fun, Mr. DiPolito? And Mike's like, this sucks. It's ridiculous. We're not here because of me. Mm-hmm. Which is like such a good response. And I yeah. think that's sort of the nail in the coffin for for Dahlia. Um, the prosecution then introduced a new character, Mike Stanley, He's another friend of Dahlia's um, and they pull up texts between Mike and Dahlia where they discuss planting the drugs in Mike's truck. They then move on to what their life will be like together after Mike's out of the way. She'll have the house and his car and all of his money. They're going to have a lovely time together. Then their convo gets very saucy. 
uh, and the poor detective has to read out aloud in court oh, we love this. all of these texts between them which seems I mean I know it's like for context or whatever that they were obviously in like a is very this steamy no this is Mike this is a new guy so she had multiple people on the go um and but he's also called Mike I'm confused yeah Mike Stanley yeah oh my god multiple mics multiple mics it's there's footage of the detective reading out the texts and it is so funny how cr- how like cringy he is doing it it's so embarrassing i feel like we need to start writing all texts like they could be read out in court yeah day. keep that in mind keep that in mind the prosecution takes the jury through the murdered for hire plot shows them all the videos and then rests its case the defense used the same videos but paint a very different picture her lawyer declares to the jury that mike was in on the whole thing it was all a hoax Uh, They were trying to get a reality TV show made. She knew it was all being filmed. And then they're like, okay, so if you knew it was being filmed, why is your face not like very clearly visible in the video? Like it's a terrible shot. So there's one shot of just the back of the seat. So if you were filming this for the purposes of being then recognized off the back of it, you'd probably angle the cameras a little bit better. Like it's a very weak defense, I think. Um, just, it's such a classic. It's like, yeah, I knew. Mm. I knew the whole time. Yeah, exactly. I knew you were doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in on it. So Dahlia doesn't testify in her trial. And after three hours of deliberation, the jury finds Dahlia guilty of solicitation to murder, to commit murder. She is in complete shock. She never thought she would lose. Wow. She is sentenced to 20 years. Um, and then Mike is interviewed afterwards and asked how he feels. And he replies, I'm 5,000% happy with it. Oh, <laughs> oh, Lovely little callback from Mike. He is a comedian. He's great. This isn't game over, though. Three years later, Dahlia's conviction is overturned in the Court of Appeals. Her lawyer argues there is a problem with jury selection. Oh, no. So in 2016, we go again. We get to do it all over again. Mm, second trial. Ah, uh, his 5,000% line won't work as I well know, again. I know, yeah. He can't reuse that. No, he's going to have to write some new material. Mm. He's got time, though. Dahlia's been on house arrest for six, nearly six years. So she's got a new defence team. Very shiny, like exactly what you expect from a defence team. Uh, but new defence. During the second trial, they drop the reality TV defence and, bla- and place blame onto the Boynton Police Department, claiming they got the TV show Cops in because they wanted to be famous themselves. Um, and then that's why they released the footage as soon as she was arrested and everything was a bit overly theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't need to do... Exactly what you said, they didn't need to do all no, of it. No, but I feel like Cops would be like, yeah, yeah we were in let's it. do it. Um, Dahlia's lawyer drops the bomb that if you convict Dahlia, you'll be separating a mother from her infant child. So she's had a baby with a maintenance man whilst on house arrest. Um, he also has a very long rap sheet. I guess it would have to be either, someone it's, comes it's to like, you. It's either a maintenance man or a delivery. Yeah, exactly. Pizza delivery delivery. driver. Wow. Yeah. Um, she's the, really living all the porn fantasies. She really is. <laughs> So, trial two, the jury are deadlocked three to three, and the case is declared a mistrial. So, we go for what? round three. 
2017. Oh well, God. I think the problem is is that they didn't get Mike to um, take the stand on this one. And I think he was really the deciding factor in the first trial. Right. They, I think the prosecution get overly confident in the second trial mm. that they don't need him. It's such an open and shut case. And then that sort of bites them because... It's a mistrial. Right. So 2017, round three. Mike is back on the stand. Um, the jurors then take 90 minutes to declare Dahlia guilty. Wow. And she's sentenced to 16 years in prison. Oh, what is this charm Mike has and how do I get he, it? He, honestly, I'll show you some videos. He, I want some of that stage presence. He please. can really, well, he did so well. Like, he's clearly a salesman. Like, as we know. Like, he's, right. Mm, he made a lot some of money. Some of his wheeler dealing Wheel, coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a cheeky chappy. Uh, she will be released in 2032, which is ironically the same year that Mike's probation was originally set to end. So his 28-year probation. So you know, has his... he been freed now? Oh, I don't know specifically. Oh, okay. But I would be surprised if... One That's or two. kind of annoying that like they get to be free at the same day when she did well, far worse. He's done. He's done quite a few TV interviews. I would be surprised if he hasn't paid it off. Right. I would be really surprised. It's such a good story, and there's so much more. There's also like there's a whole hoax where um, they get like a, a message that Darlie, like a threatening message that's all set up and they, they try, she tries to frame a policeman. Like there's what? loads more. There's so much more. Um, Dahlia hasn't tried to appeal again and it made it all the way to the US Supreme Court, but they refused to retry the case. And by 2017, Mike, oh, here we go. I did know. Oh. By 2017, Mike had paid off the restitution, Yay. got engaged, and was looking forward to a new life. Oh, that's nice. After the first trial, prosecutor Elizabeth Parker wrote a book called Poisoned Candy, where she describes Dahlia as poisoned candy, sweet, delicious, mouth-watering on the outside, but deadly within, and designed to cripple the innocent. Okay. Which is... Sounds like... Quite salacious, is yeah, it's like chill out, Elizabeth. Yeah, we get like, it. okay. Um, we get it. You think she's hot? She's not going to sleep with you <laughs> unless you come to her. So, because it was filmed as part of Cops, there is footage of her getting the news about Mike, um, and she starts crying. Obviously, there is also footage of Mike being told that his wife has hired a hitman. <sighs> And they do it, so obviously they do it at 6am when she's gone off to the gym and is thinking that the hitman is coming to do the business, yeah. And instead the police turn up, so 6am, he's been in bed, like recovering from surgery. He looks like he's just woken up. And then they're like, oh, hi. And they immediately shake his hand. They're like, you're not in trouble, don't worry, but your wife has hired someone to kill you. They couldn't have like given him... I don't know. They could have been like, a bit more hey, notice. can we come in? Let's sit down. Let's make a tea. Or just Maybe like told tea. him a few days before. Oh, they'd, they'd worry he'd give it away. Well, they just needed to like, yeah, they needed him not to know and then to whisk him away. Got you, got yeah. you. So he, and he literally like stumbles back when he hears it and then he sits down on his steps. Like it is really interesting to watch him get that news because imagine that's like the most shocking news your wife of six months has hired someone to try and kill you and you've just woken up that is the worst news to hear um and that's the story of how mike dipolito survived i didn't know that one you didn't like bits of it sounded familiar but i didn't know it Mm. 
I had no idea where that was going. What are you putting in the survival toolkit? It's a tricky one. I mean, should we weigh up options? Yeah, what do you think? I guess a camera crew. A camera crew would work, yeah. Uh, a Mohammed, we all need a Mohammed in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> what else was there? Antifreeze with taste. Yeah. Help, helped out. Yeah. What really made him survive though? I mean, it was Mohammed. Mm. I guess some text receipts help. Yeah. As well, keep your receipts. Screenshots really do save a life. Mm. And then a fully fledged Hollywood production crew, I guess, wouldn't go amiss. Yeah, yeah. Or just like a little mic, little GoPro. I like the camera crew. I like the little. Do they fit in the bag? I don't know how they're <laughs> going to fit in the bag. <laughs> maybe we don't. Maybe just the equipment. We don't need someone to uh, to man it. So maybe we should just say like a video old... camera. Okay, perfect. Now, can we please watch the video? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear some listener stories. Listener stories. Oh, my sister's finally sent hers in. Oh, amazing! Here we go. <clears throat> Hi, Abby and Julia. Loving the podcast and have listened to every episode so far. Aww. You have to, you're related to me. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for not skipping one. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> um, here is my much requested skiing. Oh, she's putting a word I can't say. Have a go, have a go. Go on. No, I've got it. Sound got it. it out. I've worked it out. I've yeah. Worked. It just took a moment. <laughs> here is my much requested skiing escapade story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were all expecting something more difficult than that. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> My brain just couldn't make sense of it. Reading is hard sometimes. It is hard sometimes. I went on a skiing trip with my university friends to Lapland, Finland. I was a beginner and had only ever skied on bunny or blue slopes. So to, to put some context here, our family have never gone skiing. Mm-hmm. Never gone on skiing holidays, never gone on ski trips. She's never skied in her life. Yeah. This is, but her friend, she's really good friends with someone from Finland. Mm-hmm. Skiing's all the rage. Yeah. This is her first ever ski trip ever. Oh my God. So she great. hasn't even like put her feet in skis before this. Okay. We did go on a toboggan at the snow dome though in Birmingham. Oh my God, how good is this? And I had there? a traumatic story there. Oh, I, it always comes back to me. <laughs> <laughs> The tagline for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Should I tell that now or later? No, let's hold on to that. Let's save it. (laughs) Okay. So, I was a beginner, understatement, Mm. and had only ever skied on bunny or blue slopes. My friends wanted to increase the difficulty and head up the ski lift to the top of the slope. This was a red slope, an intermediate in difficulty. I went along with this plan, but once at the top of the mountain, I had a horrible gut feeling of dread and knew I was not ready. The social pressure to keep up with the rest of the group and my poor decision-making skills combined to push me forward and ignore my growing fear. After starting my descent and falling behind the other people in my group, I quickly started accelerating out of control and panicked. I lost my balance and fell backwards onto a rock-solid layer of compacted snow and ice. The impact was sudden and jolting. The pain was immediate all over my back and I knew something was wrong. (sighs) Another hint was that I couldn't get up. (laughs) I'm sorry. 
It's my sister. I'm allowed to laugh. Oh, sure. Yeah. Also, she's fine. Everybody, yeah. she's fine. <laughs> my body was going into a shock response, and all I could do was lie on the freezing ground as skiers and snowboarders zoomed by. That's the worst part. The humiliation of other people just skiing past yeah. you. Yeah. Also, I'd be paranoid that they're going to, like, run me over. Yeah. Um... Also, why didn't any of them just stop? <laughs> yeah, that's that's not good, is it? Not good ski etiquette. I started shivering all over and the chill was seeping through my ski pants and jacket. My friends had noticed... <laughs> that makes us sound like she's pissed herself. <laughs> no, it's seeping in, not seeping Sorry, out. Sorry, yeah. Uh, my friends had noticed my predicament and made their way back up as best they could. I don't think you can go back up. No, I don't think ski don't think slopes work like that. No, I think they're a down-only mm. kind of situation. I mean, I've never been, but that's mm. that's my guess. They need to get back on the lift, I think. A kind passerby realised that it was serious, thank you, and reassured me that they would notify the rescue team at the bottom of the slope, but they, they were going to fuck off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that looks know. bad. Yeah. See ya. I'll let, I'll let someone know. <laughs> Um, if I have time, you know, if I remember. I really want to get a couple more runs in before the sun goes down. I'll see if I can squeeze it in. The response was highly efficient, and I was soon rescued by a man on a snowmobile and a stretcher attached as a trailer on the back. That doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound comfortable. No, No. that feels like that's going to bounce. Yeah. Um, I was... I was carefully placed on the stretcher, secured using straps, and snowmobiled down the mountain. (laughs) All I could do was look up at the blanket of grey sky. I was dropped off at a mini clinic at the ski resort and transferred onto a medical bed. I was given strong painkillers and a cup of water with a straw. That's nice. It's the details, isn't it? I like a straw. Yeah. (laughs) You really hate turtles, don't you? What? Oh... Yeah, actually, paper straws suck. They do. They can go. Yeah, I hate metal straws as well. I hate that taste. I don't also like drinking just out like that's metal. never going to keep clean. Yeah, stick it in the dishwasher is probably fine. Uh, yeah, but I can't even remember. No, okay. <laughs> it's just bring so back admin. plastic straws is what Abby's Honestly, saying. If we could bring back <laughs> one plastic thing, I think I would vote for the straw. Really? Yeah. Uh, over... Do you use straws that much? That is a hindrance to your life not to have the plastic straw. Yeah. Wow. I like only drink drinks that you really want to drink out of straw. Or actually, you know what'd be easier? Stop. Just stop putting so much fucking ice in my drink. I can't get past it. You can control that. You could ask. You can ask for no ice. Yeah, I have but seen I'd that done. Just a straw. Because <laughs> <laughs> also, when you pose with it, kind of oh, gives you cheekbones. Oh, here we go. You know, that's what it comes down to. Back to my sister. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> She's so attention seeking. <laughs> okay. Um, so she's looking up at the blanket of grey. Oh, no, no. She's, she's on painkillers. Okay. She was given painkillers and a cup of water with a straw. Sorry, it's in first person. I, that's how I prefer it. That is tricky, I was given <laughs> strong painkillers and a cup of, a cup of straws. <laughs> So glad you read this before um, before recording. It's almost like I already know the story. Okay. I actually have never found out the full story. So Neither have I at this yeah, point. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> Cup of water and a straw. I'm so glad you kept the detail. So I only needed to move my head. There you go. Also good in medical situations. So yeah, 
After some time, I was able to recover from the shock and gain some more feeling in my body. Thankfully, I realised I had not damaged my spinal cord and had nerve response in both legs. I later had an x-ray at the local ski hospital and found that I had fractured one of my vertebrae. Unfortunately, the injury cut the skiing short for me, but my friends went for another day on the slopes while I spent the day on the phone to the travel insurance reps. There is no NHS in Finland from from an idyllic little log cabin. What would you do if you're on holiday with your friends and one gets quite badly injured? Are you like... Oh, that's it. I'd come up with a a rotor system where everybody has to spend an hour with them throughout the day. You can watch a film, whatever, but everybody has to do their time. I actually think that is the best. That's a really solid plan. Thank you. Um, As we had taken an overnight train to the resort from Helsinki, I was able to get a bunk bed for the journey back. My God, you'd get on train with a sorry. What fractured vertebrae? Fractured. Oh. Fuck, that was almost quite serious. Yeah. Um, do they? What do they do? Strap you up? Strap up your body? Well, they she can't cast she obs- it. She surely. lay in a bunk bed instead of sitting in a seat. Okay. Luxury, she says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a positive person. She's really lazy. Really standards. putting a positive spin on this. She's the middle child. Can you tell? Oh, okay. So she's happy with the bare minimum. <laughs> And she's your sister. So. Hey, she's I imagine my attention was hard to get. It was. It, yeah. it still is. I do. We all. We all feel bad for Emily. Oh, she really got the. Heart. She's also really written this so well. She's a very supportive sister. Yeah, she's very nice. I'm very impressed. She's a, she's a top quality middle child. Yeah. You know, she doesn't ask for too much. She stands back. She lets us lets us do our thing. Yeah, she'll write in a story. Help it, help me out. Love that. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> You're doing God's work, Emily. <laughs> I mean, my brother is the oldest, then me below. We're You're all both actors. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm not an actor, but yeah, parents, actors, Stuart, actor. Mm. I'd say Stuart's more attention-seeking than me. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, and then Emily, the ecologist, just just, oh. just chilling in the thank middle. Thank God. Thank God for some balance I in mean, the family. Someone's got to listen to the podcast, you know? Yeah. We can't all just make podcasts. Yeah. My brother does have a podcast. Does he? <laughs> yeah. What's his podcast about? Uh, Pokemon. No. <laughs> it's actually. Yeah. So I'm the coolest sibling. Jesus. I really didn't think you would be the coolest one. I know. So it's a role play Pokemon podcast. Fuck off. Fuck off. Not kidding. Fuck all the way off. Not kidding. Oh my God. It's called Critical Ditto, if that's your kind of thing. Are you making this up? I'm not making it up. Very true. Oh my God. So don't be too mean. It's good to have an interest. It is good. Oh, and boy, does he have have an interest. interest. His daughter is called Evie after the Pokemon. Oh, well, she's lucky she got Evie. That could have gone way worse. (laughs) Could have been like Charmander. Literally the only Pokemon I can think of. The Squirtle. That would have been worse. You cannot go to school being called Squirtle. <laughs> Good God. I think it's worse to go to uni called Squirtle. That's <laughs> worse. That's worse as an adult, I'd say. Well, there you go. If you're a Pokemon fan, head over to... If you're a Pokemon to... fan... Um, Abby's Brothers podcast. It's been going longer than this one. Mm. I think they... they, they a lot did... of nerds out there. They need... Nerds who like improv. It's a subset, so 
<laughs> there really is a podcast for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, okay. Um, so, back to my sister. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> really Once again, you've been put on the back burner for your two more attention-seeking siblings, and I'm so sorry. I can only apologise. <laughs> this is your moment, Emily. Okay. So she's on the overnight train. She's on a bunk bed. It's best her life's been. Mm-hmm. She's just happy to have a room to herself, to be honest. Yeah. Right. When I flew home, my parents, my parents, (laughs) came to pick me up at the airport and didn't know if I would come out of the terminal in a wheelchair or not. So let's do this. I feel like I want this story written in from my parents' point of view because they were very stressed. Oh, of course. I wasn't really fully aware of this because, you know, I was too busy thinking about myself. (laughs) No, I was a bit younger and no one really shared it with me. Oh, okay. Um... Slash, maybe I was away at uni. I can't remember. All I, mem- All I remember is that one of them had to go pick her up from the airport with the seats down so that she could lie wow. across in the back. God. And then they like drove really slowly trying to not oh. to, like bump it. Yeah. And that is all that I know of this story. Okay. Um... But they were also so annoyed that she went anywhere near a slope having to have a ski. <laughs> like, yeah, but she's on a ski holiday. What else is she well, going to no, do? But like, stay on the beginner slope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my dad hey. has a catchphrase. What's that? In our, in our house. And it's, Emily! That's what it is. And it's always when she does something. <laughs> he's like, why are you doing that? I mean, like, it's, not, it's not quite garlic bread, but I guess it's something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you have to he really he says it the exact same way every Poor time Emily no Jesus what. Christ she's literally the forgotten one in the middle she, your dad has a catchphrase no, specifically she, she about does. her doing something wrong <laughs> no, but she just makes Emily it's time to do your podcast okay and I want to hear it I am here for your podcast she makes some strange decisions sometimes right. that are difficult to understand I feel like Emily's going to write a manifesto and it makes <laughs> But it, it's like it's like in cartoons where like there's that character that always like does a prank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they like, oh, is it? No, it's not Dennis the Menace. <laughs> anyway. I know what you mean, though. It's you like... know what I mean. Yeah, there's like there's that kid that always does like a yeah. little prank, and then the person like the episode always ends with them being like, Emily. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she just seems like of of the three of you from the stories that you've told so far it seems like she is the least likely to have to warrant the emily no no because with me and my brother we will never resist telling you we're gonna do it before we do it oh i see so she's mean? like a sneak you, attack you can be real aware right. of what's going on with me and my brother because we kind of like talk about it on our podcasts so you're like look at me look at me look at me look exactly. at me i'm gonna do this whereas my sister has a real stealth mode yeah i don't blame her <laughs> i absolutely don't blame just her just out of nowhere she, like, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if my parents hadn't even known she was on a skiing holiday. <laughs> and then just get a call out of nowhere, like, um, yeah, so um, I, I think I've broke my back. Was like, this just a, out of was nowhere. This all just a, a and cry. my dad would be like, oh. <laughs> Sounds like she just has, like, cries for help. <laughs> like, no, she just... Remember me? I'm still here too. <laughs> Back to oh, this. sorry, Emily. That, that is long. <laughs> um, anyway... So she, uh, 
she arrived at the airport. My parents didn't know if she was going to turn up in a yes. wheelchair or not. Yeah. The lesson here was to listen to your gut feeling and allow this to trump peer pressure, even if you feel like you're being awkward. In the voice of Gino DeCampo, seriously, Emily, why? Mm, yes, Emily. Go on. In the voice of Gino DeCampo. Oh, my God. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I could have had a nice day in the resort cafe. I could have had a hot chocolate. Why is that in Gino DeCampo's voice? Oh have I God. missed something? It's as if Gino's in the room. I won't be skiing again. Can you do the rest of it Smiley in Smiley face. <laughs> Emily! Emily! <laughs> Thank you, Emily. That was very good. She's like fine now. Apart from the emotional trauma yeah, of her yeah. childhood. But like, she's <laughs> But the back's okay. fine. The back is okay. Her, 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 this week's random thing she sprung on us is mm. she started fostering cats. That's so nice. But like, out of nowhere. And like, she 100% won't be able to give this cat back. How many cats? I just got a whatsapp picture of a cat oh okay just with the text should i actually read this is this is how i get informed of it this this will give you a good idea of my sister and her vibe so yesterday at 5 11 i got a message that just said got a cat and then just this picture that is a cat and then and then she said i don't want to give her back she is a supermodel i will call her Gigi. And I said, well, you're going to have to. So she just adopted a cat. Yeah, and then I was like, well, you're going to have to give the cat back. I don't, I don't even think she's going to have pets where she lives. Oh. I think, I think the loophole she's found here is she doesn't have a cat. She's fostering <laughs> Oh, I cat. see. Technically not her responsibility. I think she's taking a leaf out of my book with the whole borrow my doggy thing. Okay, I see. Um, and I said, well, you're going to have to give it back. She's only your first one so far. And she yeah. just went, yeah, it's bad. Oh... Lovely. So that's, that's our relationship. Okay. Well, if you have uh, a worst ca- case scenario, or you just want to send Abby pictures of your cat, I guess. Actually, don't. Please don't. Do, uh, we can't have. We can't be inundated with pictures of cats. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I I, also, I already get quite a lot of dog ones. Then you can send it to Abby's personal email address, which is uh... <laughs> got a cat. <laughs> Catkids.com. <laughs> Uh, but please send us your worst case scenarios to help at wcspod.com. Bye. Bye. Is that it? I guess. Bye. We, the, that's it. Bye. <laughs> do you want to do Survivor of the Week or not? Oh. <laughs> the catchphrase. Oh, yeah. The Emily. Yeah. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> no, our, oh, our catchphrase. Yeah. Hope you survive. Another week. Bye. Later. Get attacked by an angry shark Stuck up a mountain in the dark Pushed up the top of a big landmark Hit by lightning in your local park Caught in the downpour of acid rain Struck by a meteor or a train A proton beam passing through your brain Attacked by that angry shark again Hear how they survive Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow It's the worst case scenario Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.